0: listen to this message, you will be challenged and encouraged through God's word. Here at Heartsease Family Life Church, it has always been our desire to see people's lives totally impacted and changed. His word promises to accomplish that. For more information in regards to our church, you can call us at 225-274-1607 or visit us on the web at www.hflc.us. We look forward to hearing from you. Be blessed now as you listen to God's word.
1: Last Wednesday night, we began our love series talking about the crazy cycle. Sunday morning, we continued the thought, looking how we can energize each other, meeting each other's deepest need by discovering how a woman spells love. And I'm really excited about this Sunday coming up because we're going to look at how a man spells respect. But I want to talk once again tonight and bring our attention to the thought of this, that we have got to get to a place where we are placing our lives, our marriages, our homes, our futures, not upon the crazy cycle, but rather upon the energizing cycle and making sure that we are vacating that which is called crazy. For some of us, it's going to be a whole new way of living. Because for so long, we've reacted negatively to each other. That's really the crazy cycle. And that is this, that we react negatively to each other. Thus, never unlocking each other's deepest needs. Never really touching each other's hearts. Isn't, wouldn't it be so sad to know that one day when we get to heaven and we see true love in Jesus, that we'll suddenly realize how much left Or how much we left here on this earth and didn't share out. That how much we didn't really touch our spouse, the person that we said, I love with all my heart. But yet we still never really met their needs in the greatest way. So there is no way that we can cover all this vast subject of marriage in just these few weeks. But my goal is to give you biblical principles that when applied to your marriage will change the outcome. A bad marriage, we talked about it before. Maybe you're in a bad marriage. We're believing through these principles that your marriage is going to be better. You may sit here and say, well, I've got a great marriage. Well, hey, your marriage can be greater. It can be excellent. You may say, well, I'm not married. Well, you better listen because you need to get this in place in your life. Because as we talked on Sunday, this is some good stuff to have on the resume. Huh? This is good things. So the first important principle or step to realize, and we've talked about this, is that but we will never move forward if we constantly react to each other in a negative way. So the first important principle to realize is we, can, we cannot live life on the crazy cycle. What was the crazy cycle? Can anyone remember the crazy cycle? It goes like this. Without love, she reacts Without respect. And without respect, he reacts without love. Let's say that one more time together. Without love, she reacts without respect. And without respect, he reacts without of love. So what happens if we're on this cycle? We're going to spin out of control until one breaks the crazy cycle. We asked the question last week, who moves first? What is the answer? The most, the most mature one. The one who desires to break the craziness. We also looked at the fact that God made us male and female and that's okay. And because of the differences that we have, men see blue, women see Men hear blue, women Hear red. Men speak blue, women Okay, not wrong, just different. But because of our differences being made male and female, we have discovered that there is, there is a difference in the deepest need that we have. Meaning that each one of us need different things to arrive at the same goal, which is oneness. The Bible speaks, a man shall leave his mother and his father and he shall be joined with his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. The goal is that we come together as one. But sometimes it's a struggle when we see things completely different, we hear things completely different, and we speak things completely different. We discovered that a woman needs to be loved, we discovered that a man's deepest need is to find respect. And let's quickly read, if we could again, where we get that from. It's Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 33. Ephesians 5 and verse 33. And it says these words, Nevertheless, or no matter what. I want us just to stop for a second and think about that. Nevertheless, no matter what. I wonder what God is really asking us by just those few words right there to do. Is God commanding us or giving us a requirement? Or is he saying that our, feel, our, our love, our respect should be based upon feelings? What do you think? I think God is commanding us. I think God is showing us a requirement that we have because he says no matter what. That means no matter if I'm feeling great, if I'm not feeling great or, or how she reacts or he reacts or whatever. The Bible says that no matter what, nevertheless, pushing everything else aside. You've got to realize this. This is a key point tonight because love, true love is a choice that we know is then followed by an action. Love is not a feeling. Because there will be days when you don't feel like loving someone. Come on. There will be days when you don't feel like being married. I'm sure you've woken up maybe many days and thought to yourself, you know what, I just don't feel like being married today. Just like you don't feel like going to work every day. How many days? wakes up sometimes and just doesn't feel like going to work. Before I can even finish that, Satan, Stacy's hand is right up in the air, uh, right there, before I can even finish it. But we don't feel like it. But here's the sad reality. It's easy for, easier for us to see the consequences of not going to work than to see the harm that we are doing in our marriages when we base our actions... Upon our feelings. Think about that. No matter what, God is instructing us, commanding us, saying it's our responsibility, as we'll read, for husbands to love their wives, for wives to respect. No matter what. No matter what. I've been reading a lot about that in the Gospels over the last few weeks. How it talks about where Jesus says, if you love someone who's lovable, you haven't really loved. If you give to someone who can pay you back, you really haven't given. But it's a true sign of love when you love those who are unlovable and you give to those that you know cannot repay you. We get so caught up in giving because we already look ahead to see what I'm going to get in return. God is telling us here in our marriages, nevertheless, no matter what, our responsibilities are still the same. Because if we don't fulfill our responsibilities, we're going to throw our marriage back on the crazy cycle because who's going to move first? Neither is going to want to move. So let's read on. Nevertheless, no matter what, let each one of you in particular, husbands, it's meaning there, so love his own wife as himself. And let the wife see that she respects her husband. Two very important truths, once again, love and respect. A woman needs, and a man needs, that's how they spell love. That's their deepest need. That's that which unlocks their very hearts. But in failing to meet each other's deepest need, we throw ourselves Back to craziness. A woman sees, hears, speaks different to a man. We've talked about that. She sees, hears and speaks red. A man sees, hears and speaks different. He speaks blue. Not wrong, just different. So what we have got to learn in our lives is this. We've got to learn how to decode what is being said and heard and seen by each other. And this takes place, and when this takes place, our marriages will be thrown onto the energizing cycle. And that's what we want to talk about tonight, the energizing cycle. The energizing cycle goes like this. His love motivates her respect, and her respect motivates his love. Think about that. The energizing cycle, we're off the crazy cycle that says without love she won't respect and without respect he won't love. But we're looking now how our love can motivate her respect. And her respect can motivate my love. Wouldn't you agree tonight how much better our marriages will be if we lived like that? If we motivated each other? Despite what the other person did, but we still acted and did as we know we should. Marriage, relationships, they're not as hard as we make it. We just need to come to the understanding it's not always going to come fully natural to us. Yes, I said that. As a man, we're never going to fully understand a woman. A woman's never going to fully understand. It's going to be unnatural what she needs. It's going to be unnatural to us what he needs. It's not natural for a guy to sit down and look at a woman in the face for three hours and just have that face time. Look in a playground, two kids, a boy and a girl are fighting in the playground. What does a teacher have to tell the young girl when to apologize? She doesn't have to tell her much because that little girl will look that boy square in the face and say, I'm sorry. But you know what a teacher will have to say to that little boy? Look at her and say, you're sorry. And what will he do? He'll start digging in the ground with his foot and he'll look every which way. Why? Because to a man, when he looks someone square in the eye, it's confrontational. It's like a confrontation, like you're taking someone on. So most of the time to a man, he'll look away. Kelly was laughing the other day. She took one of the girls to the doctors and the doctor was talking and and poor Luke was embarrassed what the doctor was saying. And Kelly said he had his biggest smile on his face. And next thing she knows, he like walks over and he's just like looking out of the window. Kelly says, what a response of a man. When things get embarrassing and things get hard, instead of just sitting there and blushing and taking it on, you just kind of walk away and act like you're looking and trying to get out of the room without even leaving That's just how we are. That's just how we're different. So we've got to understand that it's not going to all come natural. When we teach things like this, it's not natural for a guy to want to open up to his wife. It's not natural for all these things. It's hard, but it's not impossible. I said it's not impossible. We've got to realize it's going to take an effort. Or better said, an investment. But what are we investing in? We're investing in our marriages, in our future. We're investing into happiness. And there's no greater investment than investing into a person that can take care of you. And love you. And give you everything. Because as we invest in each other, we're going to reap incredible, out of this world, rewards. It's like a new pair of shoes. Wouldn't you love to buy a pair of shoes that were three weeks old? Someone else has already worn them in so you don't have to go through the blisters and the hardness and, and all this and it's just sore and painful. It's going to be painful at first. It's not going to come easy. It's going to be hard. It's going to feel strange asking questions like, was I disrespectful to you because you sure came across unloving. It's not going to feel natural to turn around and say to your wife, can I help you? Do you want a solution right now or do you just want a listening ear? Remember the questions and the things that we taught? It doesn't come natural. Those things aren't natural to us. Pink is not natural, or red is not natural to blue, and vice versa. But they are of the greatest necessity if we want our marriages to become energized. Because of our redness, a woman needs love. Because of our blueness, a man's need for respect. We must learn to decode the two, or else, once again, we will live on the crazy cycle. On Sunday, we discovered how a woman spells love. A woman spells love as couple. C-O-U-P-L-E. The first word for how a woman spells love begins with C, and that is what? Closeness. Which means what to a woman? Face-to-face time. She needs that face-to-face time. The second way we saw a man can unlock the deepest need of a woman and how he can tell us that he loves her is O, which stands for openness. Which means what? What does openness mean to a woman? Can she handle the fact when he says just drop it and move on? She can't handle that. Why? Because when he drops it and tries to move on, she's interpreting the fact that he's secretly mad at her and she's the cause of the problems. She can't deal with that. She needs that openness. She needs to talk to him. She needs what you understand. She needs understanding. Guys, we're solution oriented. That means when someone comes to us, bam, we've got a solution. A woman wants to talk for an hour and 59 minutes before she comes to a solution. She wants to keep talking and talking and talking. But what happens as we begin to understand? You see, a woman knows she's overreacting. A woman knows she has to drop it. She just needs someone to sympathize with her and to listen. Sweetheart, do you want a solution? Or do you just want a listening ear? I'm telling you, that was one of the greatest one-liners that you can ever use in your marriage. We discovered on Sunday, and we didn't just discover it Sunday. We've known it for a whole long time, guys. If you let a woman talk, guess what? She'll come to her own conclusions. She'll solve her own problems. And the most amazing thing is, you can look and say, I could have handled that an hour ago, but she's not interested in that. There's a process. There's a process that she's gone through. The P that we see for how a woman spells love is she is the what? She's a peacemaker. She needs things to be resolved and taken care of. She can't handle it when there's strife in the home. We saw that she spells love with loyalty. She can't handle the jokes. She can't handle being cut down. She cannot handle being embarrassed. She cannot handle all these things. She needs to know that you are committed to her with everything that you have. She also needs E, which stands for esteem. She needs to be honored. She needs to be treasured and valued. Guys, is a woman wrong for wanting that? I mean, are they wrong? Just because we don't need the closeness and the openness and the understanding and peacemaking and loyalty and esteem, just because that doesn't unlock our deepest need, does that mean that? her need is wrong? Of course not. We're just different. We're just different. But remember, not by default, but by divine plan. God made us that way. So here's how a husband loves his wife. On the back of your sheet, I've got it written down here. Here's how a husband loves his wife. And you can fill in the blanks. I probably gave some of them away a few minutes ago. So here's how a husband loves his wife. When you want to be with her face to face. Remember, it's not so much the quantity, but rather the quality. It's not that a woman wants to look at you for five hours a night, but give her the quality of time when she needs you, when she's there. I remember Sunday I talked about how I'll always come in and try and find Kelly. As soon as I get in the house <clears throat> and just give her that time, give her that moment. Tonight Kelly and I had some FaceTime in the cafe. We just sat there and ate together and she needed that. She hadn't talked to me most of the day. She needs that time, that connection with you. Husbands, that's how she spells love. We're talking about energizing our marriages. The second point is this, when you aren't secretly mad at her, she needs the openness. Women tend to personalize conflict a lot more, tend to go by feelings a lot more, take things personally, take things to heart, where a guy is not so much. But a wife feels the husband's love when she knows that you aren't mad at her. You have to tell her sometimes. Third point is understanding when you empathize with her. Don't patronize your wife. Anyone like being patronized? I don't like being patronized, do you? But I like being empathized with. I like sympathy. I like people to be there and say, I know how you're feeling. It's okay. Wives, don't you love that? For your husband to know. That how it's bothered you that the kids are out of control today and that the dogs ran off and the food's burnt on the stove and everything like this. And we're looking and say, that's all your problems you've got? My goodness, me, that's great. But she just needs to know that there's understanding there. The fourth point is this, when you resolve and reconcile with her. When we talk about problems or we talk about strife or disagreements in a marriage, one thing we've got to be very conscious of doing, and that is this. We need to bring things to a close to the satisfaction of both parties. A guy can just turn around and say sorry and move on most of the time. And please understand this. Kelly and I were talking today. There are certain points here that tend to be labeled as those of women and those of men. But sometimes they intertwine. Not that you're a man or not that you're a woman speaking to guys or girls. But there are certain traits that may be different. That You may say, you know what, I react more like a man in that situation or a woman. And that's okay. These are just basic principles and it doesn't matter. Just as long as you're reacting and acting right in the situations. Okay, So for some ladies, they may be able to handle things and just move on real quick. But for the majority, it doesn't happen like that. They tend to be more historical, not hysterical, but historical, going back and going back and going back. But in a marriage, you've got to bring conclusion, reconciliation to the suffice of both parties involved. Because I can feel good and think it's over, but what if Kelly doesn't? What's going to happen? She's going to shelve that. And at any given time, watch out, guys, the volcano is going to explode. And a lot of times we don't know why, but we certainly aren't innocent of what the materials are built up inside. The next point is this, when you are completely committed to her, loyalty. It's just breaking down C-O-U-P-L-E again, showing the loyalty. She wants you to be committed to her. And E, when you treasure her, esteem, treasure her above all else. Guys, we've got to get this down. Otherwise, we're heading back to Crazyville. And we would be a fool to want to remain living there. Amen? Come on, we're a fool if we want to live that way. We said it last week. We said it Sunday. We don't wake up in the morning and say, I'm just going to destroy my marriage today. We don't wake up in the morning and say, I'm just going to make my husband's wife or, or my husband's life or my wife's life living hell today. I mean, we'd be foolish to do that. But yet our actions do precisely that. We throw our marriages into craziness. Why? Because we're not prepared to give our wives what she needs. And when she gets what she needs, the energizing cycle will begin to take place in our lives. Now, it's not natural, but it's needed. Listen to me, it's not natural, but it's needed. Why? Because it's only through meeting these needs that you will truly unlock her heart. Let me give you this statement, and then I'm going to ask some of you for feedback tonight. Perhaps DJ, you could help me in a minute. But I want to ask, give this statement, and then I'm going to ask you all for some feedback tonight on what it says. Listen to this statement real good tonight. It says this, The key to motivating another person is meeting their deepest need. Okay? The key to motivating another person is meeting their deepest need. Would you say tonight that is true or false? True. True. Anyone would like to explain that thought a little bit deeper tonight? Anyone else? Anyone else like to explain that? Anyone? What does it mean? The key to motivating someone is to unlock or to meet their deepest need. What does that mean? Okay, something that they know that they can't do on their own. Okay. What else? All right, let me ask you this. Ladies, where's all my ladies in the house? Wave at me. Okay. Help me here. What happens when a husband begins to love you as C-O-U-P-L-E? What happens to you as a husband begins to give you that closeness, that openness, that understanding? And you may say, well, it hasn't happened to me yet. But what would happen to you if you got that or when you get that? Anyone? What's going to start happening to you? Come on. Everyone's gone quiet on me tonight. What's going to start happening to you? Anyone? Anyone? Nothing, ladies? You're telling me that we're unlocking your deepest needs and you've got nothing to say about it? Help us, Jesus. Come on, what begins to happen to you? you hold on, Miss D, let me come back.
0: You feel more comfortable in the relationship and more confident that
1: the relationship's going to last. Okay, so comfortable and confident. That's good. Come on, where's all my ladies? Who else have we got? Right behind me. Come on, Melissa. Love and happiness. Okay. You're going to have love. You're going to have happiness. What else? Come on, ladies. What happens when a guy begins to love you exactly like you really need? I mean, what's going to take place in your life? Come on. Miss K. Come on. You better believe it. I mean, that's the biggest understatement ever, huh? What else begins to happen? Come on, ladies. I'm going to give the guys a chance to talk in a minute, and we're just going to steal the show if you don't have nothing to say. <laughs> guys, what do you think happens when we start giving our wives? Couple. Come on, what do you think that happens to us? They'll start giving us what we need. Okay, cool. They'll start giving us what we need. Life is easier. Life is easier. Well said. Feel guys feel secure. They need that security. What else? You can, can have peace. Come on. Good. But it's amazing, isn't it? When we begin to get, the key to motivating another person is to meet that need. What happens is you can feel totally unmotivated to do something, but when someone meets your need, you feel absolutely inspired. You feel energized. You feel vibrant. You feel alive. And what is your desire? Your desire is to give out of you. It's almost like, guys, when we start giving our ladies, our wives, C-O-U-P-L-E, it's like we're pulling up to the gas tank and we're filling up their tank. It's like we're giving them energy. It's like we're giving them fresh hope. It's like we're revitalizing their lives. We're giving them something inside of them that's going to fuel them, that's going to bless them, that's going to help them, that's going to strengthen them. And one thing we've got to realize is this, we never give as guys, we don't give to our wives only to receive. Stephen said that we'll get back, but that should never be our motive. Our motive should never be, I'm going to treat her right so she'll treat me right. That should never be our motive and we're going to talk more about this next week in the reward cycle. But what we're going to discover is this. We treat our wives, guys, with love. C-O-U-P-L-E. Why? Because that's what God requires us to do. That's what God's called us to do. should never be the motivator. Well, I'll get back. That's just a side benefit. What is the greatest thing? To have things on this earth or to hear God say, well done, good and faithful. Enter in those joys and pleasures and treasures. The Bible says, don't lay up your treasures here. God says, lay up your treasures in heaven. We're laying up literal treasures in heaven when we respond to our wives in the right way. Yes, we're going to have blessings here on this earth. But this earth, this world is not our home. We're passing through. We're passing through. Yes, a man's nature is different to a woman's nature. But the goal is never to change each other's nature. Kelly thinks, if only I could make Philip like me. Or Philip says, if only Kelly could think... Listen, it should never be our goal to change each other's nature. We are different. We have different natures. But what's happened? Society has tried to change each other. If I can just make him like this, if I can just do this, then everything would be nice. If everything... No, we've got to realize that we have different natures, we have different needs, but we've got to find a place where we can live in harmony together. Where we can decode and understand which each other is saying. Remember when a lady says, I don't have nothing to wear. What's she saying, guys? Nothing Nothing new to wear. Ladies, when a guy says, I've got nothing to wear. What is he saying? Got nothing clean to wear. They're saying the same thing. But because of red and blue, it's completely different. We talked about the diet book. A guy buys a wife a diet book once in a lifetime. Because if he does it twice, he's dead. He'll get the benefit of the doubt with a cold shoulder for only six weeks with the first one. But a second one, he is dead. Both barrels fired at the same time. But yet a girl can give her girlfriend a diet book and they can be so excited. We can diet together. And all the guy is doing is he is responding to the fact for weeks. He's seen and heard his wife say, man, I want that book. I'm going to get that book. I want to do that diet. I heard it's really good. And he is doing it out of love. But she reads it as he doesn't accept her. She's not good enough. She's not good enough. It's amazing, isn't it? We've got different natures. So what do we try to do? Instead of decoding each other, we've tried to change each other. We've got to start recognizing the cry that we have for love and the cry that we have for respect and not try to destroy each other. For the last few months in our men's Bible study, and incidentally, guys, if you're not coming to our men's Bible study, you need to start coming. It's awesome. It's the third third Tuesday of every month, and we've got it coming up this Tuesday coming, which is going to be the 15th of February. So try and make plans to be there. But in our men's Bible study, we've been talking about Wild at Heart. It's a great series, Wild at Heart. What it's really been talking about is the heart of a man, how a heart of a man is to be adventurous, how a heart of a man is to rescue a maiden. You know, if you were to ask most guys what their favorite movies is, it's the one who becomes a hero, it's the one who is rescuing the maiden in distress and doing all these kind of things. The heart of a man is to do outlandish, kind of crazy, off-the-wall, adventurous things. But you know what's happened to that heart of a man? That man now has been labelled as wrong. He's out of control. And as a result, society, with the help of the woman, have tried to make that man red. Because we live in such a love-dominated world, what has happened to the respect side? What has happened to man's nature? It's been squashed, it's been destroyed. And what's happened is we've tried to feminise men. We've tried to make them more womanly. We've tried to make them see red, hear red, be red. Where they're not, God didn't make them. They're not wired like that. And listen to me, women. You may turn around and say, I wished I could have a red man. You think you do? I wished I could have a man that would be just like me. You may think you do, but I know that will never meet your deepest need. Why? I'll tell you why. Because God knows your deepest need. And who created man and who created woman? God. So when He created man, He created man with women's deepest need in mind. And vice versa, when He created a woman, as He took her from His flesh and said, it's going to be His help me. You see, we can say, well, if only He could be like me. Listen, if He was like you, do you think the strife in your home would stop? The strife in your home would be magnified. Because now you've got two people wanting the same thing and you've got a fight on your hands. You think you want this. But ladies, you need men to be blue. And let them be royal blue. Not washed out blue. That heart that we have, the adventurous. All these things that we have, we're not wrong. We're just different. And if God wanted us to be any other way for each other, He would have made us that way. Yes, guys, we need to give our wives love, C-O-U-P-L-E, because that is their deepest need. But we also have to have respect. I'm not going to go into it into great depth tonight because I want to focus in more on it on Sunday. But I want to talk for a few moments tonight on how, or give a brief outline of how a man spells respect. And ladies, let me warn you, this is not very romantic. In fact, it's so totally opposite to what you need. But again, because it's so different, as we live in a love-dominated world, we have been labeled as being on an ego trip. You guys have been labeled as self-indulgent where it's not true. Just in the same way you need closeness, openness understanding, to be a peacemaker, loyalty and esteem. We need these same things. It's just a different need, but just as important. So how does a husband spell respect? A husband spells respect as chairs, C-H-A-I-R-S. C stands for conquest. I told you, ladies, it's not very romantic. H stands for hierarchy. Hierarchy. A stands for authority. You're not really impressed, ladies, are you? You're beginning to realize, no wonder he, I thought he was on an ego trip. He really is an ego trip. The I stands for insight. The R stands for relationship. And the S stands for sexuality. Just because he has a need for sexuality, ladies, doesn't make him a pervert. It's just how he's wired. How God made him. Not wrong. Just different. As I said, ladies, it's not going to be a romantic journey. But it's the second side of the adventure called marriage that we must discover. We've looked at a husband's love. Now let's look at a wife's respect. Let's see how to see, ladies through blue, and respect him for who he is in God's image. The first point of conquest is this. We give him respect by appreciating his desire to work and to achieve. Sunday, we're going to talk about it more, but it's not a man's right to work. It's his responsibility. If a man doesn't work, he's labeled as irresponsible, and rightly so. Let me say that again. Rightly so. Okay, So it's appreciating his desire to work and to achieve. Second point is this, hierarchy. By appreciating his desire to protect and provide. It's in a guy to protect and provide for his home. Watch as you go out on a street. Hopefully your husband's a gentleman. But most of the time if Kelly and I are ever walking on a street, I'll always walk on the roadside of the street of the sidewalk. Why? Because if a car's going to hit someone, it's going to hit me before it hits her. Watch what happens, guys, when, when there's a danger or something. What do you do? You push your wife around behind you. Why? Because without thinking, it's an instinctive thing because there's a hierarchy that you're called to. It's a calling upon your life. To what? To provide and protect for your home. A lot of guys today are committing suicide. For what reason? It's not because their wives are running off. It's not because of all this. It's because they don't feel that they are a provider for their home. They feel like they can't protect their families and provide for them. So they feel worthless. They feel like nothing. It's not something we want. It's something we need. It's how God made us. Third thing we see is the authority. By by appreciating ladies, we get respect by appreciating our desire to be strong and to lead. For making the decisions. Making the decisions. Being the head of the home. It's our desire to be strong. We don't want weakness. Weakness to a guy is a failure. The fourth part is this. By appreciating his desire to analyze and console. His insight analytical, thinks thing solution oriented goes into something already almost knowing the outcome where it's not often the case with a woman. They kind of just go into something and then find their way around it. Guy's looking for a way out before he's even had a way in. He's analyzing, analytical. It's just how he is. In our relationship, by appreciating his desire for a shoulder-to-shoulder friendship. He don't want the face time. He wants the shoulder time. When your husband wants to just come you to come out in the yard with him when he's washing the car and you don't have to say nothing, just sit there. You energize him by just being there. It's crazy. He wants that. He needs that. He can't understand it when you feel that you've spent no time together and you've been driving for six hours and you've watched the TV side by side. He can't understand why you say you never spend any time with me because he's got all the time he wants, shoulder to shoulder, friendship. Two guys can sit, as we said, or go fishing or hunting. They can be gone for eight hours. And the wife can come back or the husband comes back home and the wife says to him, can you believe that Billy and Sue got a divorce last week? And he says, really? I mean, they haven't talked about it. I mean, Billy hasn't told him a word that his wife walked out and left him. Why? Because that's not important to a guy. We're out hunting. We're in our hunting square. He never talked. He never said nothing to you. He didn't even uh, no. What a, and, and yet a woman can't understand a guy can come back so energized and say I had the greatest time had the greatest time well, what do you do, nothing we just fished well what do you talk about, nothing but we had the greatest time women can't understand that but women you need to come to a place where you appreciate the fact that we need that shoulder time just in the same way you need face time we need shoulder time don't say well let's make a compromise now don't do that The only compromise that we should come to is this, I'll give you face time and you can have shoulder time. Not saying let's cancel each other out. And the last thing that we'll see is sexuality by appreciating his desire for sexual intimacy. You know, ladies, what really turns a guy on is when you instigate it and he doesn't always have to be the one. Just little things like that means a lot to a guy. You may say, well, he's just a pervert. That's all he wants. Unfortunately, that's not all he wants, but that's sometimes what he thinks all he needs. It's just how he is. The fact that guys are tempted through their eyes and how they see things. Do you think that's something that a guy really wants? But it's something that has been given to him? That he's got to learn and you've got to help him with that because we're going to talk more about it on Sunday, but if his eyes aren't satisfied at home, his eyes are going to find satisfactions elsewhere. You've got to appreciate the fact. Just like what? He tries to give you everything that you need. You've got to appreciate His need. When He's given you that time, you've got to appreciate Him. That's what He needs. That's His nature. Not wrong, just different. To not meet His deepest need will leave Him feeling disrespected and unmotivated to love. Thus, once again, throwing our marriage back to crazyville. And we don't like to live that. Getting ready to finish tonight. Earlier I said this statement, and I want to say it again. The key to motivating another person is to meet their deepest need. Guys, she needs couple. Ladies, he needs chairs. He needs that. That's his deepest need. Well, we're different. Yeah, by design. And we know, and we agreed earlier when we were talking about what a lady needs, we said the key to motivating someone is to meet their deepest need. We all agreed that the answer to that question was what? True or false? It's true. And it hasn't changed now because it's what a man needs. What happens, guys, when a wife begins to respect us in that manner? What begins to happen to us, guys? Huh? Huh? Start showing love. What happens to us, guys, when a wife recognizes our needs that we have inside of us? Come on, what happens? We get energized. You see, what begins to happen is when we unlock each other's deepest need, our desire then is to unlock each other's deepest need. Can you see how we can live on the energizing cycle? where His love motivates her respect and her respect motivates His love. How big of a difference it is to the crazy cycle where we just respond or react negatively to each other. Aren't you tired of responding negatively to each other? Aren't you tired of just lashing out and reacting? And then you ask yourself later, where did that come from? Why was I like that? But yet we're throwing ourselves on a crazy cycle. I think it's very... A great way that they used the cycle as a circle because you know there's something about a circle. A circle has no beginning, has no end. There's no entry place, there's no out place until someone breaks that circle we discovered that the most mature one is going to break it. I'm tired of seeing good-willed people who want the same things. Believe it or not, your husband, your wife, we want the same goals. We want to be happy. We want to live and get old together and be happy and see our kids and our grandkids and, and have blessings and all this. I mean, that's what we want. We're two good-willed people that want the same thing, but yet we fight against each other so much because we have different natures and see things different because we are different and God made us that way. And that's okay. So we've got to break the craziness and learn to decode each other, throwing our lives on the energizing cycle. Not wrong, just different. You and I would be fools not to put into action these principles that once again we've covered tonight. Why? Because our marriages, our family, our futures depend on it. Next week we're going to discuss the reward cycle, which is perhaps the hardest cycle of all. But yet, as it says, it's going to be the most rewarding for our lives. Not the crazy, the energizing. Meeting each other's need for love, closeness, openness, understanding, peacemaking, loyalty, esteem. Meeting his need for respect, conquest, hierarchy, authority, insight, relationship, sexuality. But when we learn to meet each other's needs and decode what has been said, by stopping sometimes and saying, Hold on a second, that felt really disrespectful. Did I come across as being unloving? Or a wife says... Was I, or a husband says, was I that unloving? Because that came across as being very disrespectful. Just taking a time out in the middle to turn around and say, hold on a second, we're destroying each other and our future together. Life's got to be better than this, and it is better than this. Has anyone got any questions tonight that I can try and answer? Anyone got any questions? You probably haven't, because you haven't had a lot to say tonight. Anyone? Anyone? Let's stand together then tonight.
0: We would like to thank you for listening to this message today. We pray that your life has been challenged by what you've heard. But we also know it will be changed as you put God's word into effect. At Heartsease Family Life Church, our doors are always open to help. If you need any more information or just a friend to listen, we are here. Call us at 225-274-1607 or email us at pastorp.hflc.us. Remember, put God first in your life and everything you do will prosper. We look forward to seeing you soon. God bless.